Help I Got a Mac podcast episode number 144. Entertaining, educational, and encouraging content that makes a difference. This is GSPN.TV. Join the community. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Help I Got a Mac. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. And I'm Chris Biding. Of course, we're here each and every week to give you the latest and the greatest as far as the news as it relates to all things Apple, Mac, iPad, uh, iOS, all that good jazz. But hey, we're also remaining true to our loyal listeners who are out there thinking about or just now buying their very first Apple slash Macintosh computer or product. And so we're here to answer your questions each and every week. You can always give us a call if you'd like on our voicemail feedback hotline at 859-795-4067. Again, it's 859-795-4067. But Chris, today we've got to talk about a few things that have just been handed to us from Apple, one of them being right off the presses, uh, OS um, update 10.6.5 from yesterday. Yeah, uh, it came down right around five o'clock or so, which is which is good because I was getting done with my work for the day, and um, yeah, I'm actually going to the unauthorized. It, a, a, a hidden secret of my success is the website tuaw.com, and uh, that stands for the unauthorized Apple weblog, and uh, they have a big list of of what was available in software update, Uh, things like improved reliability with uh, Microsoft Exchange servers, uh, performance and imaging process in iPhoto and Aperture, address stability and performance of graphic applications and games. So that tells me they probably updated the video card drivers, which they needed. They were old. Uh, Resolve some delay with printing, some stuff with HP printers, uh, some more stuff with address book and iCal. Uh, they improve the performance of main stage on certain Mac systems. I'm I don't even know what main stage is. I have I no care. idea. I don't know. I have to look I've that heard, up. You know what? I've heard of it. Yeah, I do, so I've, I. I've heard the name, but I don't know what it is. I'm not sure what it is either. Uh, resolve the voiceover issue when browsing some websites and some stuff with fonts and some stuff with Braille. The thing I want to talk about though is that it was a huge update. It was almost. It was about 518 megs. Oh, uh, Logic Studio is. Um, has something with main stage so there you go sweet yeah so definitely uh there are supposedly a lot of improvements and stuff like that uh make sure that over the next uh week or two you you go in and uh schedule some time for a little system update action yeah there you go i have not updated either of mine yet but uh not because i haven't wanted to it's just that you know, is sometimes these updates require a little bit of the reboot action. And of course, I can't be without my computer for more than, you know, I don't know, <laughs> 30 seconds without it. Yeah, I mean, it, it just, took a while to download it, you know, half hour or so, and then the reboot, you know. Yeah, but so. Everything seems to be okay. So uh, I would go ahead and do it if you uh, if you have the time. Absolutely. And of course, you can always set it to do it right after you go to bed or right when you're ready to go to bed or whatever. So yeah, sure. I always forget. Anyway, what's Google X serve uh, and, and why is it going away? Google, you mean goodbye? Oh, yes. Goodbye, X serve. I'm sorry. I, I misread your notes. <laughs> yeah, X serve is uh, Apple's uh, 19U uh, rack mounted server with like, you know, redundant 
power supplies and it, it was a really neat uh, system. We had one at the old ad, the old ad agency where I worked. Beautiful machine. Uh, fast, awesome. The, it, by far the sexiest looking server in our server room. Uh, but Apple has announced the discontinuation of XServe, the company's server solution, as of January 31st, 2011. Steve Jobs told a user via email that they just, quote, don't sell that much of the enterprise server. So it's kind of a bummer. People are, are not happy, especially universities. They buy these in the hundreds. And um, I remember when XServe first came out, um, there was already like a supercomputer that was built by one of the universities in town, not in town, but in the United States that, that built it out of like a ton of, of at the time, Power Mac G5s. And they replaced them all with XServes. And XServes are used a lot in research facilities for bioinformatics and genome mapping and things like that, just because, you know, OS 10 servers awesome. And, you know, they run these things with XANs, you know, which is their, um, their hot swappable, you know, RAID solution. Yeah. And uh, it's kind of a bummer to see it go, but uh, Apple did announce a server version of the uh, Mac Pro. Of course, it doesn't have redundant power supplies and things like that, which is very important for your server. So, yeah, kind of a bummer. Well, an end um, of an era because they, they were very cool machines. They were super expensive, but they were very cool. Well, I'll tell you what, um, it's, it's something that I really didn't know a whole lot about on my side, but I'm certain that, uh, you know, is... Is there something that people can do? I mean, can they use these server Mac minis or whatever? Yeah, yeah, you can. The, the thing that with the XServe, though, that it offers is, you know, you, you can pull out and swap, you know, drives while the machine's on. Uh, it has two power supplies, so if one dies, you know, the other one kicks on and your server doesn't go down. Oh, okay. You know, things like that, uh, that, you know, you can, you can replace parts while the machine's on and it, it won't it won't take everything down. So, that's kind of the, the problem. The thing about the Mac Mini, though, you can buy a bunch of them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, as long as they're all, you know, as long as you use like um, Chronosync or something to keep all the images the same, you can swap them out like that. But it's kind of a pain in the butt to do so. Right. Well, hey, I have a question for you. Do you think that this is a step of, of Apple that is in line with everything else that just appears that they're, they're pretty much saying, you know, we're focused on the consumer end of things from this point forward? It seems like it. It seems like it. Hmm. That, that, that's what it seems like to me. I mean, we haven't heard any, have we heard anything new about Final Cut Pro or any of that other stuff? <sighs> no, no, we haven't. Uh, just a, that Steve said it's coming and hold on to your pants or whatever he told e- Evan. Oh, that's so. right. That's right. We did talk about that last week, didn't we? Yeah, we, I mean, I've got, I just recently just bit the bullet and, and bought Final Cut Studio because I needed it. And, uh, you know, I got the upgrade, so it was only three hundred bucks. When, when was the last refresh of that big, huge, honking Mac Pro desktop? Recently, um, a few months ago. Okay, so 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 maybe maybe not. They're, maybe they're just gearing towards, uh, you know, maybe they're just moving out of a market that that wasn't profitable for them or as profitable as they wanted to be. Yeah, and and I think here's the, here's the thing though. I think Adobe is starting to kind of especially on their pro apps is starting to say, well, you know, Apple hasn't really updated their, you know, in the time that they released final cut studio, they've had two or three versions of premiere and, you know, after effects and stuff on, on the Mac. So I don't know. I, I, I know I switched generally, I switched to premiere, uh, for 99% of my stuff. Now, um, I just like the workflow better. Right. So who knows? I mean, you know, the uh, Adobe just announced, uh, the public, beta of adobe audition which uh 
I know some people who have been using it, and uh, I guess they're very happy with it. So very cool. I, I've I've heard that people have been using that program. Uh, you know, there there are certainly rumors echoing out there. I guess of maybe a pre-release uh, beta, but uh, I, it is official now that the uh, beta for Adobe Audition is available. I have installed it, and it works great. Good. Very good stuff. So yeah, you know, I never use Flash, but uh, I do. I use all the other Adobe stuff. Yeah, I, I, use- I, I was in Photoshop and Illustrator all week so far. Well, I'll tell you, I, I love I love <laughs> Adobe Audition. I love Adobe Photoshop, and I would not want to. I, matter of fact, it, it, th- those two programs make it worth uh, you know a- any computer worth having. And the fact that they run on a Mac is a dream come true. So yeah, awesome. Yes. What else we got going on in the world of Apple? Oh, uh, let me switch back over. <laughs> uh, the, the the story that's next, I'm gonna save for last. Okay. Uh, so yeah, iOS uh, 4.2 rumored to be out this week for the iPad. Uh, well, for all of them. Okay. All iOS devices, yeah, but especially the iPad. Uh, and I think that's gonna happen because um, you know we got that 10.5.6 update. I'm sure that they wanted to update the Mac before. You know, they did that. They'll probably push out an iTunes. If I had to guess, they would probably push out an iTunes update today before, you know, 4.2 because you need 10, uh, iTunes 10.1. Uh-huh. And uh, yeah, good stuff, man. Uh, I've been running 4.2 on my iPad and it is fantastical. I love that. I love to hear that. You don't use um, the air display, do you? No, okay. I don't have anything to display it to. Gotcha. What, no, what do you mean? Um, my no. TV. No, like no, it's no, no, Mac? no, Air Air Display turns your iPad into an external monitor for your iMac. Oh, no, MacBook. I haven't used it. Okay. That would give me three monitors. I don't need that many. Right. <laughs> well, I I guess one of the use cases I could actually possibly foresee if, if there was, an, like, let's just say an additional person just sitting in the studio kind of just observing, or maybe we bring in a third person to, to kind of co-host with us. We bring somebody to interview in the studio. And, yeah, that's a good point. And you could actually hand them the iPad, which has the uh, chat room up on it. That would be interesting. Yeah, yeah. A little mobile chat room. Anyway, so uh, I, I'm, I'm wondering if, you know, if, you, if, if, those, if that's going to be like a multitasking thing, if, if that can be up and running and you can switch right back to it without, you know, having to reconfigure everything, so... I'll find out once I get uh, four point two. I guess. Of course, I haven't. I haven't got Air Display yet either. But I've, I've been waiting to see if I want to purchase Air Display to find out if it's going to work the way I want it to work. So, mm-hmm. I guess maybe I need somebody else who has four point two and an iPad and Air Display to tell me first. Someone in our chat room was was asking. Uh, they said, "I'm thinking about it." Uh, I think it's Anne, Annie, Anne, Anne, Anne from Germany. From Germany, yes. Deutsch. From Remember, Deutschland. she she's the she's the one who uh, came and stayed with us, and yeah. while she was in town, she bought her yeah. MacBook, which, by the way, she's having all kinds of issues with. That's what I heard. Yeah, yeah. she's from Deutschland. My Deutschland. my my motherland, where where the name biting is from. Wow, cool. I love you. So anyway, anyway, what was her question? <laughs> she said, "I'm thinking about buying a new computer because I'm taking tons of Adobe classes, and my MacBook can't handle all the programs. Which iMac would you recommend?" Oh, there's no doubt right here. So, and I and I always hate podcasts that do this, but if you're watching the live video right here, this right here is what you want. You want a 27 inch iMac. It is pure awesomeness. Yeah, here's. I mean, let me go into your country here. Let's see, Europe. Okay, 
I am going into where's Germany? Ah, there it is. They spelled Germany with a D. <laughs> and and while, while you're looking that up, Anne says, "Isn't the screen too large?" And I say, "No way." All, there's no, there's all, no such thing. All other screens are way too small. <laughs> all right, using my advanced skills in German because you know it's in my blood. That and I love I love languages that use umlauts. Okay. Uh, what I would do, Anne, is I would go to uh, store.apple.com/de, or you know, however you get to your local Apple website. Go to the store, and then down on the lower left-hand corner is the refurb section. That's where I would buy your Mac. Okay. Uh, you can get a 27-inch, uh, 3.2 gigahertz Intel Core i3 processor with four gigs of RAM, one terabyte of Feistplatte hard drive, I guess. Um, <laughs> for uh, um, uh, 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 about fourteen hundred euros. Fourteen hundred so, euros, which is like six hundred thousand dollars American. <laughs> nice. So no, I, I would I would definitely look into the refurb store because you can find all sorts of deals. There's uh, you can get the quad core i five for looks like for another maybe a hundred and fifty euro. So it might might be a, a a a good idea to check that out instead yeah, but of um buying it at the Apple store. I'll tell you what, I became a 100% complete Apple snob and uh and Apple convert with my 27-inch iMac and I've had plenty of experience with my MacBook before that and it never won me over, but man when I got a 27-inch iMac, it was just like, "Oh my goodness." <laughs> this is awesome. And here's the thing. Um, people say, you know, uh, people are a little weary about buying refurb. Mm-hmm. I have no problem buying uh, refurb uh, Apple stuff. It comes in a different box, typically, kind of a plain box, but it's just as good. It carries the same warranty. looks brand new. They put it in a new case and they make sure everything is good to go. So, right. So, so perhaps it might even be better to get refurb because of the extra quality testing and everything to actually ship that out to make sure it's good to go. Whereas on some of the stuff that comes in a brand new package, it's just, you know, I'm sure it's tested, but it, it, it does kind of just come off of an assembly line and gets all packed up and, you know, one right after the other, right after the other, right after the other. Yes. Maybe there's Do some logic. I don't know. Maybe there's some logic to that. And sa- save, your, save your Deutschmarks. They probably don't use those anymore. Save your euros, your euro pennies, whatever they call those, uh, and uh, and get the big twenty-seven inch. Yeah, twenty-seven inch rocks. I will tell you, you will be a convert convert for sure. Uh, and I, by the way, uh, we talked about two weeks ago. I made an online purchase while we were recording the show. The extra eight gig of RAM. And uh, last week I reported that, you know, now I've got this total of 12 gigs of RAM in here and I haven't really noticed that much of a difference. Uh, This week I noticed the difference. Uh, And so I'd love to just tell you about it real quick. Number one, uh, I went into Parallels and I, I dedicated five gigs of RAM to Parallels in the event that I might possibly need to open up Windows XP on my machine, which, by the way, I only need to open ever in the event that I need to write a, you know, type up a check, I, I still haven't, uh, you know, I downloaded that program, that crossover from whatever. What's yeah. wrong? 
No, no. Uh, how much RAM did you give your check writing program? Um, five gigs of RAM. Okay. I just, thought, I just thought I'd say that. Yeah, exactly. I gave it five gigs of RAM. <laughs> but check this out, man. This thing, of course, it's Windows XP, so it still takes a couple seconds to load. But the load time, like the to get to the screen where it actually starts loading Windows, is like, chink. I mean, it's like, I don't even think I could count to two. I mean, it's like one. And it's like, okay, so it's starting to load Windows XP. And then once Windows XP is loaded... Um, you know, that whole, you know, it's like, okay, now you see the desktop, but you have to wait a second before you actually can start clicking and open programs. Uh, uh-uh. uh, it, it's like immediately opening programs <laughs> and get this shutdown is like five seconds. That's so, awesome. So I click start, shut down, and then confirm that I want to shut down. And I'm telling you one, two, three, four, and then five and boom, it's like it was never open. It is awesome. And I, I have noticed uh, some other things just really rocking really fast. I did um, a webinar last weekend, and I processed eight videos in in the time that it would normally take me to process two videos. So- oh, man, I am so jealous. You know how fast After Effects rendering would be if I got that super awesome quad-core i7 27-inch iMac that I want? It is it is amazing, man. Well, yeah, <laughs> hey, you, things are going really good. It's a business expense. Yes, it is. You want to make an online purchase right now? We'll 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 play special music. Shoot, oh, I, I, my CFO would divorce me. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> no, nah, right. we're not we're not talking about any new computer purchases until 2011. All right, very good. Well, yeah, well the, there's there some might, things you might, on the need a, you might need a tax break, you know, be, so you don't have to pay too many taxes. So. <laughs> That's what I said. <laughs> uh, you just need to get you a CBA, CPA that'll collaborate that with you. I do. Oh, we'll see. He got he he was upset last year because we didn't we didn't spend enough money. He said. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I've spent maybe eight hundred bucks this month or this year <sighs> for the business. Yeah. Well, I think I need I need to make it twenty eight hundred. Th- that's do oh, it. Let's get where's it. E- where's Emily at? She's usually in the chat room. We're trying to help you out here. Anyway, she's, so you got one more big story. What, what's this big story? Totally, if she's in the chat room, she's totally ignoring us. And then I'll get yelled at at lunch. Tell us about a train wreck. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, the reviews are starting to come in for the, uh, the apparent iPad killer, the Samsung Galaxy Tab. Mm-hmm. And uh, one review to speak of, you know, to make of note is the one from Gizmodo. And uh, the title of their, their their review is called Samsung Galaxy Tab Review, a pocketable train wreck. <laughs> nice. Yeah. And uh, let's see, let's see, let's, let's see some of the quotes here. Uh, There's no way not to feel like a total dork face while typing on this thing. In portrait, <laughs> it's like typing on a massive nerdy phone. In landscape, it's just dumb. <laughs> You still have to thumb type, only you're stretching out further, and the text entry swallows up the entire screen. Nice. <laughs> They're saying a seven-inch screen doesn't work. Go figure. Um, the, the tab feels like a big bag of grab bag of neglect, good intentions, and poor execution. Um, what they're saying is when you use flash, because, you know, flat, flash on these things is what makes it way better than the iPhone, right? And in, in the iPad. Right. That's what they yeah, say. When you use flash... It becomes unusable. The website, the, the web browser, and I've read this in every review from Pogue, uh, Walt Mossberg, both Pogue and Walt Mossberg say it's, it's okay. 
Uh, and Gadget liked it too. Gizmodo, for you know, they really did not like it. They gave it their uh, denied status. You know, lame. But uh, all of them said when you enable Flash on the browser and you go to a site that uses Flash, it crawls. It it goes to a standstill in the browser. Scrolling doesn't work real well. The system locks up. So yeah, I wonder why we don't have Flash on the iPad and on the iPhone because it doesn't work good. It's a bad user experience. Well, so Steve Jobs would say it is a bag of hurt. He would say it's a bag of hurt. Here's the thing, though. Um, this thing is a hot mess. Um, it's a tablet drunkenly hooked up with a phone. It's like a it's like a tablet drunkenly hooked up with a phone, and then took the fetus swimming in a super fun cleanup site. <laughs> the browser is miserable. At least when Flash is enabled, it goes catatonic. Scrolling is laggy and it's laughably bad. Um, when better. When better browsing is half the reason to go for a larger screen, that's insanity. Uh, and it won't charge when you plug into a laptop. Here's the thing. It costs $600 off contract, considering when the iPad starts at $499. Hmm. Uh, and when you're like, well, you know, the, the iPad, it's got 3G. The iPad 3G starts at $629, but it's got a bigger screen. So don't buy the Galaxy Tab. Seriously, people. Come on. Who makes this? It's Samsung? Samsung. Go with the first, go with the best, go with the iPad. There you go. A completely biased report from all of us total Apple geeks. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Dude, I was using my iPad last night, just sitting on the couch, you know, zooming in and out of applications that were multitasking and locked, st- you know, because yep. I got... It's just a joy. I just like using it. Oh, and guess what I asked for for Christmas from my mother-in-law? What's that? A dodo case. What up? What's a dodo case? They're handmade cases for the iPad in San Francisco. They're made to look like moleskin books. I'm doing a search right now for Dodo Case iPad. Dodocase.com. They're the coolest. I am looking right now. Dodocase.com. And uh, it looks like everybody's going there right now because it's taking a while to load. Handmade cases from San Francisco treat. Ding, ding. It's just meant to look like a book. You know, it's got like a book plate on the inside when you open it up and it's made from bamboo and they're just cool looking, man. Uh, Engadget calls it the Rolls Royce of iPad cases. Macworld says uh, a sturdy classic design, unauthorized up a web log, says it'll make nearly every customer happy. Crunch gear, the perfect marriage of beauty, function and style. Forbes calls it a high end iPad case. And the New York Times says the look and feel of a luxury hard book, hardcover notebook, which is exactly what I want. So cool well i'm adding that to the show notes so that we can so that people will be able to go there it's it's going to be under chris's desired ipad case <laughs> yeah hopefully my my mother-in-law comes through she it, my, both my mom and my mother-in-law say give us lists and uh, pretty much anything i put on the list i get so i'm really hoping i get a dodo case for christmas sweet put that 27 inch i whatever core blah 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 <laughs> iMac on there do you know what i i, I told everybody i wanted to Amazon gift cards this year too. Is that where you go to buy your Amazon or your your Mac computers? I will if I have a couple hundred bucks in iPad gift cards. There you go. And if not, then you know there's plenty of other stuff they sell on there. Exactly. Hey, um, I wanted to give an update. Remember, I told you about plain text and that how it wasn't working so great on my iPhone anymore. Well, they came out with a new update, and voila, it's working again. So that's very good stuff. And also. I downloaded, I was very bored one night and I'm like, I want to do something. And I don't know about you, but sometimes I'll go, I'll sit there and spend like 20 or 30 minutes 
thumbing through the store, just looking, you know, the app store, looking for something to just interest me, something new, something to play with. And I have a hard time just picking something. So I decided, you know what? I never did get it into this Myst game when it was out, you know, when I was a kid, because I could never get it installed and working right on this stupid PC. It was one of the few games that required a a CD-ROM drive. And if you remember, Cliff, back when we bought our our Windows machine, so I don't know about you, but my first first computer, well, actually, my first first Windows machine was a a compact Versario, and I took it back, and I got a a Packard Bell. Mm -hmm. Packard Bell... uh, 486 DX, uh, I think it was either 33 or 66. Regardless, it was, it was you know, old. Four, four megabytes of RAM. I think it had a, four, a 200 meg hard drive. But it, none of these computers came with CD-ROM drives. And none of them came with video cards. So you would have to buy what they called a multimedia kit. And I remember I used to work at Walmart back in 93. Uh, I saved all my money and I put... I put a reveal CD-ROM slash sound card combo pack in layaway. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, every week I'd get my, or every two weeks I'd get my paycheck. I'd put some money towards it. And finally, you know, because it was like 250 bucks. Finally, I paid it off. I got it. I installed it. And one of the first games I put on it was missed. And did it work for you? It did. Awesome. I, I had that in the seventh guest. And I thought I was, I was hot stuff, man, because... Full motion games were the jams, you know, back in the 90s. Now, now here's the thing. I, like I said, I, I could never get Mist to run on any of the systems that I played and tried it on. But I, I went ahead and downloaded it. And, you know, it, it seems to me that on the iPhone, it's just a bunch of kind of like pictures that it, <laughs> it takes you from one picture to the next picture. to the, And sure, yeah. you can flip a switch or you can do a couple little things here and there. I was expecting kind of like motion, you know, kind of oh, no, man. environment a little bit. This was like 93. That, okay. that didn't exist. Okay. Well, that's still cool enough. But, it, you know, it, it seems like it doesn't like give you any indication of what you're supposed to do. There's no like, no. hey, welcome. It's like, uh, it's yeah, like. You have no idea why you're dumped on this weird island. You're just on this island and you walk around and you see a bunch of switches and you see books and you and it's like, okay, so what's my objective? I no mean, idea. What is my? I never objective? really got through the game. <laughs> and, may, may I recommend a different game for you? Well, hold on before you do. Okay. I just want to say that. So I, I okay. I was like, okay. I want to. You know, I've already. What was it? Four dollars and ninety nine cents. Yeah, it's kind of an expensive game. It's well, it's expensive. I don't consider four dollars and ninety nine cents too expensive for a game. But for this game, it okay. You know, it's just a little much considering how much people talk about. So I'm like, okay, I want the full experience of Myst. I want to I want to actually have I, I so I went to Google and I said I want a Myst walkthrough. And I, I want you to walk me through and sh- and take me stage by stage everything that I should explore so that I can actually take in the full beauty of all the different levels and everything like that. And so the the problem with Google is that they get the most common, most highly ranked sites and I get this missed walkthrough in four minutes. It's like, dude, I spent five dollars. I want to spend more than four minutes. I don't want to just do the minimum, you know, seven steps to actually finish the game. Right. I, I want to explore all the different pictures, but I don't want to spend all this time saying, oh, did I miss something or did I go over there? And then to sit there and figure, okay, it looks like I have to flip this switch. Well, I flipped this switch and that didn't do anything. Let me go over and flip this switch. Oh, wait, maybe I need to flip that switch and turn that switch off. I don't have time for that. So I want I want to know, does anybody know of a 
iPhone walkthrough that's let that's a little bit more than just the minimum stage of four, you know, seven or eight different things that you have to do. Uh, does somebody have a walkthrough that will show me the enjoyment of the game that that kind of is out there? And so, if anybody, um, and 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 Daniel's in the chat room, he says, "Well, that's kind of how Mist is supposed to be played." And you know what? Here's the thing: I think I might enjoy that on my 27 inch IMAX screen, or even you know a 19 inch screen, but. Th- I really can't see myself getting enveloped in a game in whatever the size of an iPhone is screen. Okay. Maybe I need to put it on, on the iPad and play it. Yeah, I get, I, I don't know. I I just want to say I'm disappointed. I've never been a huge Mist fan. It it was cool to see like snippets of people, like real people moving and stuff back in the nineties, but I never really. Well, see, I don't it. even see snippets of people. Is, is that's going to, am I going to come across that somewhere? Yeah. It'll be like quick time movies. Okay. Well, I'd even be cool with that. It's just like, just tell me where to go to find that stuff. I, I just want to walk through so that I can enjoy the, you know, the five bucks that I spent on it. If anybody can email me a walkthrough, uh, that would be cool. But well, man, I, I would like to recommend two games for you. That will be much better. Okay. Tell me what they are. They are the secret of Monkey Island, okay, and Monkey Island Two. Are are those really good? I mean, is it? Is they're fantastic. They're classics, man. They they are back when Lucas, uh, Lucas Games, which used to be called Lucas Arts, or now they're Lucas Arts. Whatever. Regardless, they made a whole bunch of these really sweet adventure games. And adventure games were really big in the mid nineties. Uh, you had games like Monkey Island. You had Day of the Tentacle. You had a, a game from Sierra called Gabriel Knight Sins of the Fathers. You had Full Throttle. And uh, Sam and Max hit the road. Awesome games. I consumed them like candy. They were so much fun. And uh, The Secret of Monkey Island and Part 2 were redone uh, by, I think it was Telltale Games that, that redid them. And uh, they're both out for the iPhone and the iPad. Full voice, new, new artwork. They're, they're fun and super awesome. Okay, so I got a question for you. Um, Secret of Monkey Island and Monkey Island 2 are they games where it's pretty much just going to walk you through the game? You could just kind of experience it. Mm, no, like the, the monkey Island starts off with like, you know, this guy named guy brush three put and he says, I want to be a pirate. And, and the guy's like, well, go talk to blah, 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 and be a pirate. So you go and you talk to this guy and you know, he has like a problem. Like he, he's not letting you do something because of something else. Well, you've got to figure out, that if you grab these certain items and do something, that that'll clear that area for you to go to the next part. But it's an event. Okay. No, that, that's a, that's what I'm talking about. Okay, so but but you have to figure. You, you, it's kind of like Tomb Raider, where you had to go do something before you get to the next you know, thing. Whereas with Mist, it's kind of just like, eh, you don't know if you really, you don't even yeah. know what your objective is. Yeah, yeah, you you know you have to do something before you go. All right, and that, I'll let you, I'll let you know the the, the controls for Monkey Island One are not nearly as good as the, the they redid the controls for monkey Island too. And it's much better controls. Um, and they're both good, good games on the, on their own. You could buy two and, and not totally be lost. You just have to realize that Guybrush three put beat this pirate and this pirate's ghost is back now. So, all right, well, I think I'm, I, I may try out monkey Island too. Uh, there looks like, is there a special edition? Uh, it's just, that's what they call it. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's, uh, the, okay. On the iPhone, it's the on the iPhone. Both the games are two ninety nine a piece, and on the iPad, they're four ninety nine. So also, oh, there's an iPad version. Oh yeah, an iPad specific version looks okay. beautiful too. Well, that, that I'll tell you what, I will get. I will see if I can get uh, 
that Monkey Island 2 on the iPad, and I'll play it on there. Sweet. I'd much rather have the big screen. I, I wish they had the, uh, you know, Universal. Yeah, I know. Don't get me started. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I wouldn't mind paying more just so that I could play it on both. Yeah, like seven ninety nine or, you know. Yep. Yep. Wouldn't mind. All right. Um. So yeah, I'll check out those games. Do we? I, I'm the fact that you told me that the seventh guest and the eleventh hour are coming. I, I I just can't wait. I mean, is there any place like we can go online to find like an updated? You know, be on the lookout for this thing that when it gets launched. Is there a countdown? Yeah, just do timer? a search for Trilobite software, but they don't really have anything on their site yet. So. Oh man, I need yeah. to know as soon as that comes out because that <laughs> those are games that I absolutely loved. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's loved. it's it's huge. And then uh, the uh, epics or yeah, the epic Citadel demo that was out on the iPhone and iPad. Uh, they announced the game uh, Infinity Blade comes out next month. And uh, yeah, it looks like December is going to be a really good month for iPhone gaming. Very cool. And uh, you know, as soon as that uh, iPad software comes out, I'm, I'm very much looking forward to that. So well, keep keep an eye on on my Twitter. Uh, at biting and i'm sure as soon as it comes out i'll broadcast it out to everybody very cool and that's b-e-i-t-i-n-g folks that's gonna wrap it up for this week's episode of help i got a mac i want to let you guys know you can give us a call with your feedback your questions for the show here at 859-795-4067 again the phone number 859-795-4067 of course most of you out there listening to this probably either have an ipod touch or an iPhone, or some kind of device that has the ability to record audio files. And if you want to email an audio file attachment, you can do so at feedback at gspn.tv. And again, that's feedback at gspn.tv. Until next time, everybody, we encourage you to join the community. Bye-bye. See you.